Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? official benefer are telling their friends that they're together the naughties are back so this week to accompany the sunshine because it is banging i think i've got a tan do you think i've got a tan um she doesn't think i've got a tan maybe a little bit (laughs) well to accompany my tan the sunshine the good vibes we wanted to give you an episode dedicated to Jennifer Lopez. The hottest woman on earth. She's so hot. Like, I actually do love her. Welcome back to Thank You Next. I'm Raj. And I am Hardy. If you are new to the podcast, what we do here is we reflect on the L's that we've taken in relationships and we turn them into wins because every L has a lesson in there somewhere, even if I don't know it yet. Like, the time I... I'm saying like the time, like it didn't happen yesterday. Like the time I turned in some of my work for some feedback, got the feedback and didn't like what I heard because I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't prepared. Anyway. There is a positive in that feedback because it's better that you got that feedback now than before that work went anywhere else. That's true. That's true. And that is what we do here. What me and Raj just did there, troubleshooting. That is what we do. We go through our relationship lessons and we try and turn them into something positive to learn from. I feel like we're the IT department for relationship issues. Like, hello, hello, (laughs) can you help? (laughs) No, it'd be like, hello. So we talked about relationship L's there. What we mean by the relationships is all of the relationships in our lives, like the ones we have with our family, our friends, the tinglings, the work colleagues, the bosses, everyone, even your neighbors. I have mentioned before in this podcast, I don't talk to my neighbors. And here's one reason why. So yesterday, DPD Kai comes along, gives me my River Island order, right? Because I don't just order off of Azos. And then he's like, oh, can I give you this order for the neighbours? And I was like, yeah, 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 give it to me. And in the back of my head, I was like, my mum is always like, don't ever take their orders. Don't ever take their orders. I'm like, why? That's such a weird thing. They literally live next door, whatever. I told him anyway, I was like, look, knock on their windows because they're always at home. He done some next level banging. No one opened the door. All their cars were there. They were at home. They were definitely at home. Anyway, my dad comes home later and I'm like, dad, just knock on their door and give them their thing. Because I know that the auntie next door is kind of stuck up. She's a bit stush. She always says really weird things. The way I've been feeling this week, I was just like, if she says something to me this week, I'm just going to say something back to her, right? So fine. My dad goes over and she goes, huh? How did you get this? Why did he give it to you? No, but why did he give it to you? And all of this. And it's like, Bro, he took a photo to tell you that it was at our house and we're literally next door. So if you're not going to open the door, it's pretty standard behavior that they're going to give it to us. So I was just like, you know what? In future, we're just not going to take the parcels. I'm just going to have to explain to the delivery guy that, sorry, the auntie is mad. I can't take this parcel on her behalf. I've lived in this house probably over 10 years now and the neighbors still haven't become our friends. So I don't think we're ever going to be friends. Thank you. 
So this week is all about relationship lessons from J-Lo's remix album, J-Lo, the remix there's in honor of Benefer bringing the noise back. And it's not all about us and J-Lo and Ben. We want to know what you want to say thank you next to. So email us, send us your voice notes to hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials because there's some good shit down there. Recently, we've been having a lot of debates about Crocs, whether they're cool. I actually saw this TikTok of this dude on TikTok who gets his dog Crocs. Rude. And I posted it on our stories and I told everyone that we're going to report this person to the RSPCA because that is animal cruelty, my friends. I think that's a stylish dog and I've come around to Crocs now and I quite like them. So if you want to follow us and get involved on the Crocs debate, it is Thank You Next Pod. Shit that went down this week, me and Hardy actually went to a shop and tried on Crocs. I'm a fan of them now. I really like Crocs. I want a pair... We also got some food that was paying and Raj did a shop with the waiter. We went to this place called Club Mexicana in Kingly Court. It's vegan for starters. We haven't talked about this, but I have been trying to be vegan. It's been all right. It's been a good process. It's been interesting. I have had chicken selects from McDonald's and a filet. Can that one quiet? <laughs> I'm trying to do 80% vegan. The rest of the percentage sort of veggie and 5% like a bit of chicken here and a bit of fish. But I don't eat chicken or fish in the house anymore. I've cut it out completely. Well, Raj, you sound like you're doing well. I'm trying, but I'm trying. Was it sea spiracy? I didn't watch it. I was like, what if it puts me off fish fillet? Then I'll be really upset. Yeah, well, it really will. I will watch sea spiracy before the end of the year. And I was thinking by December, maybe I'll be fully vegetarian and semi-vegan. So it's fun. But anyway, the vegan restaurant was amazing because I think before I did try veganism, I was really judgmental about it. What did you think? I just thought, what do you eat? Fucking peas, mate. Like... <laughs> I really like what we had. You didn't like, you didn't rate it as much as I did, but they had the... Which one? Mushrooms and basically was like fried chicken. They make it and it's, oh, so good. Whatever they did for the, the rib, I don't even eat beef, but they did like a beefy taco and it tasted amazing. And the nachos, I was so impressed by the nachos because the cheese sauce mm. was so cheesy. And Mexican is literally one of my favorite cuisines. If you are feeling a little bit judgmental about vegan cuisine, if you do live in London, Club Mexicana is banging. We loved it. You have some news that you want to share? I'm single again. No, we've geese. I'm better off as red. Maybe the problem's me. Hold up, hold up, hold up. When were you not single? I was always single, but I'm I'm back to defo being single again. Do we want to discuss this a little bit more? Just wasn't working. Yeah, it wasn't working, guys. So just to recap, Hardy had a new ting. There was a new ting involved. I was still single though. Let's just make that very. But there was a ting. So like it was like there was a bit of developments. We are good friends and a relationship was developing. And now it doesn't appear that it will be developing. <laughs> I mean, we had this conversation and like when we were having the conversation, I was saying to you, divine timing is a big thing, right? And I thought this time was the time because we've been in each other's lives for so long. I was like, this time is the time, but it's not the time. Was there retraction and lines that were blurry before or has that been a recent thing? The lines have definitely been blurred before, yes. I was oh, okay. Saying. I wasn't aware of that. All right. Like it was funny before, like flirting with this person because it was like flirting with a brick wall. A brick wall? Because I knew I would never get anything back. It was like there was... Is that is that how you feel flirting with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's safe. I can say anything. Like, you know, you could just say anything and I'm just going to sit there and be like, yeah, it was right. kind of like that safe space because you know, I'm not going to get anything back. So that's good. You know, it's controlled, contained. But then it became uncontained. Uncontained, yeah. 
Anyway. It was unleashed. Okay, but I was going to say, because I have started watching The Hills New Beginning season two, the beginning of this season is Audrina is saying she wants to date. She wants to like put herself out there. What about She's Justin gone for a divorce. She's got her kid. Justin Bobby is just like searching for himself. He's got a lot of issues that he needs to... Was she married to Justin Bobby? No, she was married to this other dude and she had a really messy divorce. And that was like covered sort of a bit in season one. Brody is newly divorced from, I think her name's Caitlin, I can't remember. And she actually dated Miley Cyrus afterwards, so she, she oh. sort of touches on that a little bit. And um, her and Brody are friends now, and they all had this event where they threw things into a box that they wanted to leave behind in their lives before they go on their post-pandemic sort of lives. So that was interesting. Brody chucked in a bottle of alcohol because he was like, the alcohol really messed with me and I was not a nice person when I would drink. Wait, what do you want to leave in the post-pandemic life? I think definitely, and we are going to talk about this later on, the codependent tendencies that I kind of had. Mm. And it's about moving forward, any relationships in my life, there's going to be very healthy boundaries. I'm not going to stop chasing my dreams because of someone else or just focus on helping them with their dreams and, mm. you know, making it all about them. It's still the rad show. There's just a new co-star, you know? That's a nice way to put it. I, I, I like that. We've just uh, got a new cast member, that's all. Uh, so... <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. What are you putting in the post-pandemic box? I've also done some work on, yeah, codependency and made myself aware of that. Also probably fear in terms of work stuff. I need to leave that shit and relationship stuff. Like fear needs to go. Yeah, I actually think you have been trying new things relationship-wise, 100%. And work-wise, so... I've been trying, dog. Back to Audrina and Brody, though. What, what are you saying? So they're putting the things in the fire. There was this whole storyline that just came out of I just don't know where where it was like Audrina and Brody they've always fancied each other they've always had this thing for each other then it went back to like old clips of Audrina saying yeah I like Brody yeah Brody's cute you know whatever oh wow Brody's very forthcoming in this episode where he he sees Audrina he's like you look good yeah like you know being very like yo I'm Audrina and mm. Audrina I have to say she looks banging she's got highlights in her hair it's making her skin glow the thing is they've got years of friendship like they're people that can rely on one another like when audrina's having a tough time she can lean on brody a little bit for support and vice versa now considering brody is still friends with his ex i mean that adds a different dimension into this but when you have someone in your life that's been there for over 10 years and you've been really good friends and you can rely on each other during tough times do you think twice about crossing that line to the relationship way, do you cross that bridge and go on the other side with the prospect that potentially the bridge behind you might just get burned down? I think in all the situations I've gone into in the past, I've looked at someone and I've been like, they're mine before they're even my I friend. I just want to say you're mine, you're mine. Fuck what you heard, you're mine, you're mine. Oh, that's such a good song. I love that song. Oh, we've got to put that on one of our playlists. Bang up. Oh, yeah, by the way, guys, we've got a couple of Spotify playlists dropping. Hey, hey, hey. Other than the situation that I'm literally just talking about, I've never been friends with someone first for a long period of time. When I'm talking about overcoming relationship blocks and difficulties, one of the things was when we were thinking, oh yeah, could this be a thing? I was like, oh, you think you could just make anything a thing with any of your friends? How can I even trust you if you think, can you do that with anyone, yeah? And I noticed the way I was putting up a fight for literally no reason. What was the initial question? Are you worried about losing that friendship and crossing those lines? Like, do you think twice? Do you think, oh, this is a no-go area or how do you decide I'm going to risk it all? You just got to think, could it be worth the risk? I think you can go back. 
if both people are sensible, you can go back to friendship, worst case scenario. Maybe not if you fucked. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends how many lines you cross. Yeah. I think we'll get onto that a bit later. All right. I was also going to just tell you that my rabbit, Blue, mm. Mm. maybe we will post her on our social so people can see who she is because she is going to get discussed now. Because she's getting more than us, basically, isn't she? I have to say, I've looked after her all my life. I clean her bum when she gets poo stuck on it. I take her to the vets. Do you put gloves on when you wipe her bum? No, she's like my baby. I saw this dog, yeah, yesterday take a shit on the pavement next to traffic. And I was like, all of us and that traffic can see you've bent down and picked this dog shit up. And I know that's normal. That's what people do. Yeah, but you do it with gloves, no? Yeah, she, she had bag around her hand, whatever. But I was like, that's so embarrassing. No, that's just normal if you've got a dog. That's really standard. Ugh, nah. That's normal behaviour, mate. Um, But anyway, so... Not on my watch. Look, I've looked after this rabbit a lot. I've put her on diets. I've looked after her. Whatever. She, uh, she knows I've got her back. Mm-hmm. This little thing, yeah? Every morning. Good morning, Blue. How you doing? No. Eh, eh, eh. All right, Blue, come here. Come here. No. Eh, eh, eh. I have to chase her, pick her up, then get her back in her cage, yeah? So she's just not having it. This dude who's doing the work on my house, yeah? He's like six foot something, like fucking tall, ridiculous. She doesn't even like men. So I'm like, he's even more manlier, like, because he's like, he's, a, he's like a fucking giant. Is he hot? Uh, he's not my type, but I can see how some people would find him attractive, but he's... I see him as like a broski. So I've broski. Would I find him attractive? I don't know, actually. Maybe come over one day when he's here. The first time I noticed she's got a thing for him, he was sitting in my kitchen. His his little laptop case, whatever, was on the floor. She started going up to his laptop case and licking it. Licking it. Then she started sniffing around him, whatever, trying to get his attention. And he was all like, whatever. And I was like... That's so weird. I was saying to my mum, that's such strange behaviour from that rabbit because she's such a stush person, right? Anyway, fine. Yesterday, he's here. He's in the kitchen. We've got a, like, through patio thing where, like, it just, the door stays open and she runs out. I don't know how she found out he was here. She comes running in. Like, I can hear her little feet going, tap, 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 tap. Running in, goes right up to him, has a little conversation with him. He pets her. She's like, ee, yeah, oh, yeah. And then she, and then uh, she runs off. Are you jealous? Yeah. Are you saying your pets are not allowed to form new connections with new people? She doesn't even have those connections with me. I have to be like, hi, Blue, how you doing? Nothing. Eh, eh, eh. Maybe you beg it too much She never runs up to me and says hi. Maybe you're too available for Blue. Yeah, my mum was like, it's because you're here all the time that she doesn't give a shit about you. I was like... Well, she probably smell a new scent. I don't know how rabbits work, but... She didn't do that with you when you came, did she? Did she run up to you and be like, oh, hi, Hardy, how are you? Nah, not really. I was like, why are you into this dude? Anyway, so I'm just pissed off about that. Raj is actually genuinely really upset. I can see the look on her face right now. She does not seem happy at all. I'm just like, what do I have to do to get through to you? What do I got to do to get through to you? Like, I do everything for her. We protect her from cats, everything. I'm just like, why do you not react like that around us? Whereas, like, all of our previous rabbits have been so like, oh, my God, you're here, yay! Lick, 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 hi, 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 hi. Blue's just like, yeah, whatever, feed me then. Give me a cucumber. Maybe just get a new rabbit. Thank you. Next. Before we get into our relationship lessons, we're going to warm up by saying thank you next to some shit that's gone down in the wider world. Raj, you watched the Friends reunion. I did watch the Friends reunion. I have so much to say about it. I'll try and keep it short and sweet and then I'll get to what I'm saying thank you next to. 
This Friends reunion, everyone has been hyping it up for such a long time, haven't they? I feel like Friends never leaves. It's always on TV. People are banging on about it. Friends memes, blah, blah, blah. It's not gone away. We've heard about this reunion, I'd say, about a year ago, probably before the pandemic, and then the pandemic slowed things down. I was actually a massive Friends fan. I had the books. I was literally a teenager when it came out, so... It was a big part of my life. And this reunion, first things first, the hype around it really put me off. But then it was like, okay, there's been all this hype. There's been all this time. There's been extra time for them to get things right. Mm -hmm. I did cry. It did make me emotional. But at the same time, I just felt like it didn't even get half of the shit that it should have got. Courtney Cox was like, in another 20 years, we will not do another reunion. We're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, if this is the only reunion we're going to get, why is it so tepid? What about if it didn't have all the hype and this was the reunion? Would you still be... Would it still be okay? No, because now we have grown up on reality shows since Friends came along and reality shows have better reunions than this, you know? And I just thought, wow, like literally no tea was spilt. James Corden, such a letdown. The audience members asked better questions. And there was a moment where an audience member asked a question and he said, well, that's a really negative question. But then the girl, she got a great answer out of um, David Schwimmer. And after that, James Corden's like, oh, you got a great answer out of him though. And it's like... Homie, like, do your job. Ask good questions. Give us the tea. And don't give people, like, neggy, little naggy comments. I just think, yeah, it was it was not good. Anyway. What was the question that she asked? She said, um, so you've been working on this show. We know you guys love working together. You love working on the, on the show. You had great material to work with. But was there anything that you didn't enjoy? And the thing that David Schwimmer said he didn't enjoy was Marcel the monkey. So apparently Marcel was really disgusting and they used to have to feed him grubs, which I think is like live insects. So the mm. people would be feeding him grubs and Marcel the monkey would be grabbing them with his hand and eating them. And then he would be putting his hands all over David Schwimmer's face. So he'd be like, I had like grub on my face and it was disgusting. And that was like a nice behind the scenes sort of chat. They missed a lot of people that they should have put in this reunion. For example, Paul Rudd, who's now gone on to become Ant-Man, part of the Marvel thing, like the man who never ages. And he was Phoebe's fucking husband. Like, hello, why was he not on there? Dylan and Cole Sprouse, who are massive from the Riverdale series, always go on about their crush on Jen Aniston that they used to have because they played mm -hmm. Ross's kids. So uh, they didn't have them on. And they didn't even have Emily, who was like from Cold Feet. I'm just kind of like, yo, they missed so much. There was a really cute moment though. Who was your favorite Friends character? You're a wrong crowd, mate. Wrong crowd. Did you not watch Friends? You're not a fan of Friends? Nah, not really. Oh, okay. Anyway, so there was one moment that was really cute where they had Lisa Kudrow sing Smelly Cat as Phoebe mm -hmm. and then Lady Gaga comes in and sings with her. And at the end, like Lady Gaga was like, I just want to thank you for representing the people out there that were slightly different. Aww. And then Lisa Kudrow was like, I really want to thank you for carrying that on like with your work. And I just thought that was so cute. And there was another moment that was really, really cute mm -hmm. where it's just people around the world, different people around the world, were talking about their experience of watching Friends and how the Friends were basically their friends because they were all going through things like depression at the time. They were suicidal or they were feeling really lonely. And then watching the show gave them hope and kept them going and gave them something that, mm -hmm. you know, made them feel less lonely and stuff. And I just thought that was really cute. And I just think sometimes, you know, people are so flippant to be like TV and film is just nothing and radio mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But actually, you can be doing so much for people when you don't realize what you're doing by just being there and putting stuff out there, which I think is really important. Definitely. All day yesterday, I was listening to Scott Mills' show and he's so funny. And I was thinking all day, I'm listening to this, walking around, you are soundtracking my day and you are making me laugh. Yeah. Very important. So, so entertainment's important, man. I'm not going to have anyone slandering entertainment. I just like that they showed the power. Wait, of isn't that what we're doing here? Entertainment. <laughs>
No, no. You know, people, a lot of people don't value entertainment mm. and they kind of be like, it's very flippant, like it's very, but actually just because it's not tackling an issue, it doesn't mean it's not important. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing I wanted to say thank you next to is that Friends came to an end. And since it's come to an end, I think it was about 16, 17 years ago, people have always been like, are you going to bring it back? Bring it back for a movie. Bring it back for this. Bring it back for that. And, you know, we're in the world of spin-offs and remakes and adaptations of fucking comic books and whatever, whatever. Everyone always wants to do it. Like, we know there's a Sex and the City movie coming out without Samantha, which, I mean, I have many feelings about, but it's fine. Is that the main one? Samantha is the one that's very sex positive. She's the most sex positive out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age, people just don't know when to stop whether it's like a job, whether it's like a TV show that they don't want to end, whether it's like a bad relationship. And the one thing I loved about this was just that the creators, again, they got asked like, are you going to bring out a movie? And they were like, no, we're not going to bring out nothing. We ended this story where we wanted to end it. Mm -hmm. We gave everyone a nice ending, you know, to show like, okay, Charlo and Monica have got their twins now. Rachel and Ross, like Rachel came back from her job thing and picked Ross. They were just like, that's it. We've left it. We're not going to go back to those stories and unravel their beautiful endings that we thought about giving them to just make something else. I think as well, even in that industry, it's really, it's kind of unheard of because people don't let go of that shit. Mm -hmm. They'll just scramble at whatever breadcrumbs are left over and try and bake a new fucking loaf with those breadcrumbs. And I think it's great because they recognize they made something that was great at the time. Yeah. They can still celebrate it now, but they're not going to fucking go back to it. And that's really important to just be able to walk away from something and be like, I had good memories. It was good, but I'm not going to go back to that. Yeah, I respect that. And there's some series that go on way too long, series after series. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, season four shit, but then season five's good. And then stuff, there's a lot of that. Yeah, I think... Walking away for it gets shit is very important. Yeah. Yeah, but you do need to know when to call it a day. I don't want to see a Friends film. Like, you're doing a reunion. Good. Yeah, and giving it an ending, like, giving mm. it a full-on ending, that is just great. And knowing that it's over, it's done. Like, we're on, the, we're all on different chapters of our you're lives now. more. And I just think for us on this podcast, like, A, yeah, industry-wise, right, that's one perspective. Work-wise, it's another thing. In your friendships, in your relationships, romantic relationships, just know when it's... When you need to walk away, you don't have to leave the door open, Bruno Mars style. Like, you don't. You can just be like, open. You can just be like, that's okay. That chapter's ended. The door is shut. I'm going to open this window and see Wagwan. I saw a few months ago that Channel 4 had announced that they are going to stop doing the circle, which I was getting about because I was secretly hoping I would go on there one day. Um, But then they said it's because they want to keep innovating and try new things. I think a lot of the time people think, oh, this thing's doing really well. Let me do more of that as opposed to... You, I've got to be honest with you there. I don't know about... like So that's Channel 4, but the circle, the rights to the circle got bought by Netflix anyway. Yeah. So they will still do an American version. And when the last time I spoke to anyone from that team, they were saying there's a French version as well <laughs> and that they had sold it to Spain as well. Excellent. <laughs> so you could go on the Spanish one, senorita. I will. I'll go on there. So what are we saying thank you next to you, Raj? We're saying, who's Raj? I keep calling Raj, Raj. Yeah, so you're not doing it on the podcast, mate, because then people are going to carry on calling me Raj. You know, like the amount of people that call me Raj. Anyway, yeah, go on. What are you saying thank you next to Raj? <laughs> I'm saying thank you next to not knowing when to close a chapter, end a chapter and walk away from it close the for door. good. Just close that door, babes. Next. 
All right, so we mentioned earlier that this is a Benefer special because they have announced to their friends that they're together. So we're looking back at the relationship lessons from JLo's remix album. Very, very smartly, fucking smart title choice here. JLo, the remixes. Fucking hell, that is a work of art. Genius. And that album came out in 2002. What were you doing in 2002, Hardy? It was in year six. Oh my God. I was definitely in cars, like in boys' cars and driving Ooh. around. And, yeah. This album has got the bangers from her first two studio albums, On The Six and J-Lo. It's literally full of fire tracks. Banger after banger after banger. However... There are some trash tracks in there as well. Let's be. I love them because it was that era of being in a car and putting the CD on, and you just have the CD on like nonstop, like driving yeah, but what around. What about the crap songs? I still used to listen to them. I think, and maybe I skipped them, but I've, I've grown to like them now. So this album I actually bought for one of my exes, and then I stole it. And I still have it to this day. It's in my CD Really? Collection. He really fancied J-Lo. And I was like, oh, here's her new album. Yeah. But it's like, actually, this album's more for me. You never gave it back. Why would I give it back? And then we broke up. So you still fun. got it. It's mine. Mad, mad, What's mad. mine is mine. You can't give someone a present and then steal it. I mean, I guess you bought it for yourself there, like you said. I mean, it was my money. I can do whatever I want. Oh, wow. Okay, so I buy you a piece of jewellery and then me and you stop doing the podcast and I want it back. No, you, that doesn't... I told you, that's that. then that gets into divorce situations. No, then, no, no. Then I'll be... <laughs> We're not married. Then I'll, then I'll be like, but that was a gift, so I keep it. What about this? He didn't want it. He didn't want the CD. What was he going to do with the CD? Anyway, I was going to say, J-Lo, right? She is a true icon of love. She's exactly like all of us. She refuses to not believe in love. No matter how many times she's been burned, she just keeps dusting herself off and trying again. Like, I think literally four months ago, five months ago, she was engaged to A-Rod. Just called that engagement off. Everyone has been going on about how he is literally the light, the perfect dude compared to all these waste dudes. A-Rod. The one that, you know, the like suit dude, the one who's always wearing a suit. A-Rod. Is that what was it? What? The guy that she was with before. Yeah, what's happened? Where is he? He's a fucking serial cheater, mate. Oh, no one's talking about this. No one said this. Where? I used to get the tea from, so there's a couple of guys that I used to work with that used to cover sports stuff. And obviously A-Rod's like some sort of sports guy. I don't know what the fuck he does. But they would always be like, yeah, he's like a serial cheater. Like he's known for anything that we would work on, any after party that he would be at. He would be there with different girls and he would go home with those girls. And we would we would witness it all, regardless of who he was with. How can you cheat on J-Lo? Are you okay? J-Lo's been cheated on countless times though. It's crazy that it happens because J-Lo literally in one of her songs is like, I won't take you cheating on me. And you're like, oh shit, J-Lo. But you did. But you did take it. But this is just it. Every hot woman out there has been fucking cheated on. Like, okay, Beyonce's been cheated on. Alicia Dixon's been cheated on. I've not been cheated on. Cheryl Cole's been... If it happens like once or twice, cool. But if you're getting cheated on in every... Say you've been in 20 relationships and every 21's you've been cheated on. I think maybe there's a point where you actually need to reflect on the kind of people that you're picking. Or maybe there's some signs that you're not seeing. It could be that. But let's go back to the benefit thing. <laughs> so you were saying like what happened, right? And all I know is they called off that engagement. Mm -hmm. It's been a month since Ben and Jen have been pictured together. But apparently he was writing letters to her since February. So maybe she is a cheater. There were stories that came out that A-Rod cheated on her even last year, like earlier than that. So mm -hmm. I feel like they were maybe on the rocks 
maybe but this is just speculation i'm just you know they have loads of like couple goals esque photos online i feel deceived and i used to be one of those people i was in a very bad relationship but the pictures i was sharing online of us people were like oh my god couple girls and it was just like i i knew how shit it was i do think that like we said before people get tattoos or do big statements of love or like post pictures when they're the most insecure i want a tattoo yeah not of anyone's name though not yet maybe that i do want to be at a stage somewhere where i'm so secure with someone that i can be like yeah i'm getting your name tattooed on my never are you not gonna let me get no, it? You you do it no you're not doing that ever 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 that doesn't exist if you're ever that secure you don't need to get someone's face or no i won't get their face i'll get their name nah my mate got his um mrs face on him he doesn't tell me but he's i know he's not happy like boy anyway you can have as many faces of her as you want but you ain't happy, dog. Ay, ay, ay. You did some research. So they were originally engaged. When? Ben and Jen used to be engaged in the early noughties. And then the engagement got called off, I'd say, around 2004, early 2004. Mm. But now the rumor is, is that they're making it work right now, despite being bi-coastal. Right. Interesting. I did actually look up their astrology and how it's astrologically compatible they are so i'll be sharing that a little bit later before we get into that i have a big question mm. would you get back with an ex no is my answer to that no i would not get back with an ex jlo's done it maybe it depends on how things ended and i'm assuming then things with them too didn't end badly and didn't end in a way where they completely stopped talking because it seems like, okay, he's writing letters to her. They must have some sort of friendship thing going on. And maybe it wasn't the right time. So it could be like one of the situations that you kind of were in with the ting a little bit, like where it was like, it just wasn't the right time before. And now you try it again and it wasn't the right time. Maybe it was that, but they were together for a long time. Like, I mean, she's got a track about him on one of her albums, literally called Dear Ben. Mm. And I remember he was like in her music videos. Yeah. You know, Jenny from the block, he's in that, right? Yeah, on like yeah, a jet yeah. ski with her. Yeah, I just remember that time. Like, it was just like, oh my God, Benefer. But yeah, I think it's different for everyone. But I just think the way that my relationships have ended in, in my past, they've all been in ways that I just, I wouldn't want to speak to that person ever again, let alone get back with them. I don't even want to see them. What about you? I definitely thought about it. Oh, any particular exes? Shut your mouth. I'm just asking a question. Let me ask the question. I thought about it in the past, but I wouldn't do it, mate. Why? Why wouldn't you do it? Because I think things ended in every situation that I've been in for a reason. I do think people can grow and develop and learn and maybe be better people moving forward. But I'm never fully certain on anything I do relationship-wise. I'm not like, oh, yeah, this is this, this is that. My perspective can change. But nah, not happening. Pete, I really hope she gets her happy ending and I hope we actually get to witness it. But um, it's not for me to get back with an ex. What is your favourite track from this? Oh, there's so many. But I do, I love that remix of I'm Real. I love it. And I have to say, I've only learned one of the lyrics... So when he when he goes, what's my motherfucking name? I used to think she was saying, are you early? But she's saying, are you L-E? So this was like a big thing online a couple of years ago, people realising what he said. But someone else thought it was like, are you something else? But not early. You're brown. That's why you thought that. I thought he was saying, are you early? Like, are you early? Are you early, bro? Oh, early. Cut early. I think like, Ali. No. Are you Ali? Are Is your you name Ali early? in that? Like, are you here early? But he's. But she's saying, are you early? Are you early? 
What's so funny is no one knew what that meant. There's bare lyrics in here that I didn't know, like love don't cost a thing. And then when I looked at them, I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Don't know what I've been thinking it is. Feeling so good. If you have my love, I'm real. Genuinely had no idea about any of them. Let's get into it then. We're going to start with the lessons from JLo, the remixes. So one taught me. Them being back doesn't necessarily mean that they have changed. And this came from the lyric from Ain't It Funny. She's like, it's been a while since you came around. Now you want to see what's going, going down. down. Trying to tell me that you want my time. Trying to tell me that I'm on, on your mind. In this, she's basically saying, you haven't been around for a while and now you want to come back and see what's going down. And I've had situations where something hasn't ended on the best of terms, but the person keeps popping back just to check in. How are you? What's going on? I have interpreted that to be, we're meant to be, it's going to work, they've changed. But no, they're literally just nosy and they want to know what you've been doing. I've noticed that because they will come around like every six months to a year to just check up on how you are. I remember actually at the start of this podcast, we had a situation where that guy from my school days from like 17 kept popping back every six months to a year to see how I've done. And I think Maybe that's to do with comparison and our ages of getting older to see where that person is at. Oh, aren't you married yet? Oh, you're not done this, you're not done that. Or is it about leaving the door open? I do feel a way about leaving the door open. You know, sometimes when you end a thing, maybe someone might have said to you, oh, let's come back to this or let's see how it is in the future. That has happened to me a few times. I don't like that, man. It it annoys me. I don't want to leave the door open. I want it to be firmly shut has it happened to you where you've had someone coming back trying to see what's going on this sort of stuff i feel like it's just cyclical and it happens in friendships in exes and work obviously the ex that pranks me he's always trying to fucking come back all he wants to do is be like yeah what's going down when are we linking but it's like we're not 16 anymore like stop doing this even with work situations i feel like once your previous employers or even your colleagues see that you're doing better outside of that company or the place wherever you work they always want to offer you more stuff back at the place. It's like, you gotta be like, no, I've, I've closed that door, it's done. Mm. Everyone always wants to have a sniff when they see you doing all right without them. And even with certain friends, when they see that, okay, you're hanging out with this person now and you're there and you're happy and you're posting on Insta and you're going to nice places, they want a little piece of the action. Mm. So they're just gonna be yeah, like, yeah. oh, what are you saying? Da, 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 da. And it's just like, no, I don't have time for this. And I did, uh, you know, it is retrograde season right now. And retrograde season, typically, mm-hmm. it's all about your past, like coming back, like old people coming out of the woodwork, like exes trying to, you know, slide in. Which I always say to you is my worst nightmare. Like I message my ex, like what we message you each other? Like once every six months, once a year kind of vibe. But ever since we've done this podcast, I've not heard a thing from him. Interesting. Um, actually, I've not heard a thing from him for nearly a year. And he was in a different country. So I was kind of concerned. But with him, I know he's actually never going to contact me. So it's like, I have peace of mind that the door is closed. But I also sometimes I'm like, "Mm, I wonder how he is. But I know the uncertainty of having the door open, that gives me anxiety. You know, having the conversation just they can contact me whenever they want and things like that. I don't like that. Yeah, because I think the lines are always blurred, you know. So what about in a friend sense? Have you had that? I've had friends sort of come out of the woodwork when they know our relationship is not in a great place and not wherever it was before Mm -hmm. and they see that I'm out and about and I'm hanging out with new people and I'm doing stuff and they'll try and guilt trip me yeah and they'll be like yeah you don't do stuff with me anymore or 
yeah, you went there with them and you said you were going to go with me. Or... Mm. But thing is, you have a phone. I have a phone too. I can't always be the one that's reaching out to you. You've got to also reach out to me. And if the relationship's gone to tatters and I've tried to have conversations about it and you're avoiding those conversations, then I've got no choice but to sort of keep my distance. There was a few weeks ago, I saw a few of my friends had gone out somewhere and I was like, I felt away about it. And then I was like, well, it's not for me. And they're all on their own path and that's fine. Did I really want to be there anyway? Sometimes I have to ask myself those questions. I also had this girl ask me to go to this um, event where I know someone who I don't get along with is going to be there. I'll just stay away because I'm like, it's just easier. Yeah. And I know obviously that's harder with friends, but sometimes it's like, well, maybe that wasn't meant for me. And maybe I can use that time to do something else. I just feel like the time that you spend with friends should be enjoyable. You shouldn't have to be worrying about anything else. You shouldn't have to be like hearing I don't know, little niggly comments or, mm. uh, yeah, like, so that's that's just not a friendship. But the lyric I wanted to get into was, I remember how you did me wrong, and now you're hurting because the love is gone. Everybody gets a chance to burn. You can take it as a lesson learned. Obviously, we talk about lessons on this podcast. We learn lessons from literally every little situation that happens to us. But when you're in a situation with someone, whether it is a friend, whether it is a ex you always think, okay, like I've walked away from this and I've learned this about this situation. And I kind of hope that you would have learned that too. Mm. If they're coming back, trying to creep back in, I think it's a reflection that they actually haven't learned. For this podcast, when we first started, when I, I contacted someone I was seeing and I was like, can you give us a lesson? And they were like, well, me and my friends, we don't we do not do that. We don't. Reflect. I don't know anyone who reflects like that. Talk about life experiences. I think that's yeah. quite, I actually thought that was quite normal for this generation. Yeah. I thought it was like just what everyone did. But okay. But then also like just the fact that, you know, when someone's done you wrong and then you take a step back and you stop giving them that love, that's when they feel it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when they're going to come creeping back. But by then you've made a decision to put a boundary in place and walk away. I think learning a lot about like my love languages and stuff, not in terms of I wouldn't go do someone wrong, but <laughs> someone made the comment about me being a Pisces and that's a fish. And I realised what they meant by that is like, you know, when a fish sees you, they run away and then you come back as soon as you're gone. I think I do this, not in terms of all oh, fuck someone over and then, run back just the fact that attention wise and stuff that i noticed this in my behavior um but do you think someone has been like hurting because your love is gone yeah i do think so because i'm so excessive in all of my relationships like you always say to me like yeah you are very uh extra is the word is it extra do i don't I say know that? <laughs> no i don't know what you said to me the other time but you were like when you do something you do it properly like you do it like all in kind of thing and yeah. i feel like that is very me and if you're my friend you're gonna know you're my friend you're gonna know i love you you're gonna know that i'm there for you you're gonna know that when it's your birthday i'm gonna send you something cute in the post do you know what i mean like there's mm. little little things and i just think of course you're gonna miss that when it's gone right mm. but the point of that whole thing where it's like i remember that you did me wrong and now you're hurting because my love is gone is once you've done me wrong i'm pretty sure that a me or jlo whoever wrote this song would have probably had a given you an opportunity to discuss that shit and if you didn't want to own up to your shit and you didn't want to discuss it you didn't want to like make it better because there's always i think there are no situations in this world that you can't come back from i think you can come back from most things if both people want to come back yeah but you can't expect one person to just take it take it take it 
and you keep behaving how you want to behave without any changes from you. Damn, this is making me reflect on my own behavior. It almost hurts. It oh. almost hurts me, Raj. Raj. Stop Raj. calling me Raj. What's coming up? You don't want to talk about it yet. I, I don't. Yeah, just just right, making me reflect. Yeah, just making me just making me reflect. We'll discuss it. it when you're ready, innit? The last bit that I just thought was great, and I love how she says through. She's like, "I hope you realize that now I'm through," and she says through like that. Through. I was like, are you trying to sound Spanish, a bit fresh? Bit Spanish that. <laughs> a little bit fresh in that. And I don't ever want to hear from you. I had enough of being there for you. Now I'm laughing while you play the fool. Raj just likes the now I'm laughing part in it. I, I mean, <laughs> ha, 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 yeah. But I don't ever want to hear from my exes. If you were my friend as well and you're out of my life, don't send me Facebook messages. Don't be in my Insta DMs. If you're out of my life, it's for a reason. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to know what you're doing. I don't care if you miss me. It's too late. I don't care. And uh, this just reminded me of this meme that I saw. And it was about exes. And it was a there was a question like, can you be friends with your exes? And then it said, well... Can a seed that has been planted, watered and fed, whatever, that's grown into a tree, go back to being a seed? The analogy there is that a relationship takes nurturing, you know, you water it, wherever you build these foundations, it starts as a friendship and then it grows into a a relationship with branches and Mm -hmm. all of these things. So how can that relationship go back to just being a seed? I don't think you can grow into a tree and then come back down into a seed if we're talking about the tree being the relationship. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect that either. I think the trees have got to be trees, but you've got a tree away from each other. Okay. But yeah, the trees... That makes sense. not got legs though. Well, it can't just go back to being a seed, no. I thought that was actually a great analogy because I am a firm believer in not talking to your exes. I don't want to hear from old offices being like oh do you want to work here no I don't and I don't want to hear from old friends being like oh my god I see you doing so well now what are you doing let's get a coffee I don't want to get a coffee with you and then I don't want to hear from the ex that's like uh, when are we linking never bitch delete my number that kind of reminded me of a situation where I was friends with this guy right and I always liked him and he liked me but neither of us ever made a move I feel like I made my intentions clear I was a young anyway so we kept missing each other basically Then I'd go out with someone, then he'd go out with someone, then he wasn't over his ex, then I got with my ex, then he got married. And I kind of low-key was like, you got married out of spite because I wasn't around, but anyway. I know who it is now, I've just realised who it is, yeah. I met him and there was some, in the conversation, I feel like the boundaries were too blurry for my liking. So I was like, that's it, I'm through, I don't want to hear from you. So I went ghost. I went off social media that time. I changed my number. Gone, gone, gone. No way of him finding me. Then he messaged my mom on Instagram. Why? Because he was like, where has she gone? Is she okay? Is she well? Where do you, where do you go? My lovely, all the Spanish music's coming out of me now. Wow. We need to make like a Spanish theme playlist. (laughs) Where do you go? Yeah, but it'll be fake. I want to know. I've been that person who's been like, I'm through, but then something can change my mind. Mm. I just think it's like feral dogs that are out there just sniffing around, like for any. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't want that. I don't need that shit. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely love this song for so many reasons. And also, like, I think this was one of my favorite JLo videos of all time. The looks that she served in it, the eye makeup. Oh my God, that was when I was like, you are the queen. She had different hair in every, in every like little setup. These outfits, just the moves, just, mmm. Oh, and the best part of this song, Hardy, are you ready? Go on. 
baby, I got my boyfriend. You got your girlfriend, but maybe we can be friends. Na 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 na. And that is just like it's even worse because it's like this person knows you've moved on. And they're still sniffing around. Like a dog, like a feral dog, like you said. It's a no from me, dog. She did pop. She did R&B. She serves her looks. She's fit. Mm. She, I think she was like 30. Was she 30 when If You Have My Love came out? Whatever people were saying, she's a little bit older, but she probably wasn't even that old. But anyway. Don't know. I think she's like 50 I just think now. she's a fucking don. So what are you, Hardeep Dada, saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to people who have exited your life or been exited, shown the exit, for very good reasons trying to worm their way back in when they see you're doing good or they're just nosy and they just want to know what's going on. Thank you, next. We are on to our second lesson. Raj, it's all you. One top me. Money can't buy love, but that doesn't mean that money isn't important. Tell me what you mean. You know that I'm a sad, sad, romantic person, grew up on Bollywood, really, really did resonate with J-Lo at the time being like, my love don't cost a thing. Because in love, I have definitely made decisions and been like, I don't care like that you don't have a job or I don't care that you're not this. I love you. I want you to be... As in you've walked into them and they've not had a job when you met them. There are women out there that would be like, he has to have all of these things before I can consider to date this person. I'm so not like that. And when people have come along and, you know, they're not necessarily doing the best and they're not, you know, whatever criteria that those those women will have who have criteria, they would not go near these people, basically. Mm-hmm. But that stuff doesn't put me off and it doesn't... In fact, I feel like I'm actually probably more attracted to someone if they are a bit of a... <laughs> A bit of an underdog. A bit of an underdog, I guess. And I always see the potential in people. But as we have discussed on this podcast, like it's not about potential. You've got to stop seeing potential and start seeing credentials. And I think it's a really lovely idea to think, I don't care about what they earn and I don't care about their job right now and blah, 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 blah. But the reality of it is whether it doesn't affect you, it is going to affect them at some stage, especially men. And I just want to say this from my own experiences, say one of my relationships for example I was earning more than him he didn't really care at the time but eventually it became something that he was insecure about and that he would you know not feel great about but he wouldn't let me know Uh, looking back on it I can see that now you know and Mm. also like I remember a point of time where he didn't have work and he didn't have work for a period of nine months and during that time I was supporting him and I was fine with supporting him, but it was a really tough time because I remember we were moving house and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to work. Like, I know you're looking for work, but can you like box up these things today? Or can you do this today? And I'll give him little tasks just to keep him busy as well and keep him a bit sane. But it'd be like, I'll come back from work and those things were not done. It would really upset me because I'd be like, I'm doing everything right now. I'm like literally going and, you know, buying everything I can for you, supporting you, doing everything. If I can't do certain things around the house that I need you to do and you're not doing them, it's upsetting when you... Why was he out of work? He was out of work because he didn't pass his probation because his boss caught him lying about something that was in one of his references. I feel like this isn't the first time this guy's been out of work. Probably not, you know, and I've realised that there were so many lies as well. But what I'm saying is like, it's just really hard because sometimes the person that is broke, they're going to feel... So a lot of my friends were like, he feels demasculated by you and what you're doing. And mm. and he did, he, was, he found it really hard to 
take money from me. But he still did the Ubers and all that. You've said it before. Afterwards, yeah. But afterwards, he was rinsing our joint account, rinsing it. Mm. But at the time, he was like, no, I don't want you to buy this. Like, He was like, I've got a job interview. I've got nothing to buy. I was like, I'll take you now. Let's go and buy whatever you want to wear, you know? Mm. I've got to be really, really honest. It doesn't work when one of you is broke. That's quite extreme though, because he is depending on you to get by. But even when there was a salary difference between us, Mm. some people do feel it and he did feel it and he was very competitive. And I feel like that was why, part of the reason why as well, that he would put me down about things Mm. because I was doing better in work. How would he put you down? Just loads of things, to be honest. Like I was... it was not a nice time it was I felt like it was a very controlling relationship though I'm very banterous person and I Mm. really like banter and it's really important to me I was told that I wasn't allowed to make jokes anymore I wasn't allowed to he was trying to water me down and censor me and put me in this box and I was going into this box and just becoming quieter and a lesser version of myself and it just wasn't a nice time but that's what I mean like and I feel like yeah love doesn't cost a thing and I think the old me would romanticize that shit and I would run to people regardless of whatever. But I think actually, if you're looking for a future with someone, you guys got to have honest conversations about what you're earning, how you're going to save together, how you're going to live together, how you're going to split things together, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. And the, the way the relationship started was this dude was flashy. Mm. like, And it used to turn me off how flashy it was. But at the same time, I thought he was just treating me how he thought he had to treat women, which was like princesses, right? Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's like paying for everything. He's doing all of this, he's doing all of that. But like afterwards, trust me, like he would book EasyJet flights and I would be paying for the hotels and the food and... Uh, everything else, which would be a hell of a lot more than EasyJet flights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he would go around telling everyone that he took me on holiday. Do you know what I mean? If I think about material possessions, like if someone has got a few things that are like quite substantial, like if you have a house or... Mm. On one hand, it might make me feel like, oh, this is a secure environment, but it will also make me think... Like, you know how some people question things like mortgages, they could actually be a bit of a trap because we still want to live life and do things and put on our money into other stuff. If tomorrow I want to feel like, oh yeah, I can just get up and go travelling... Oh, can just go do that. Yeah, but even tomorrow, if you want to get up and go travelling, has that person got the money to join you? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, actually, when you were saying about um, the competitiveness, kind of reminded me, I was seeing this girl who was really successful in her career, really passionate, like, doing things. I used to tell her all the time, I was like, you're, you're so talented, like, you, this is so good. This is, I was doing nothing in my life outside of just work. And uh, I was jealous. I wasn't competitive. I didn't put her down. But I was jealous and that came across at the end because we had a fight about something and I was just like, I said some really nasty things. I realise that now, like the words that I might use or say, but I think it's really attractive when someone has their own aspirations and they're going out and they're getting them. I think so. Yeah, definitely. In terms of trips, I want to know now that if tomorrow I feel like going here or going there, we can go together. Not bougie trip, maybe bougie trip, maybe a little spa trip. Like, are you open to it? If I go to Whole Foods, are you going to stand there and be like, oh, this is so expensive? We know it's fucking expensive, but are you just going to buy a little cheeky chocolate, a nice one, or like a nice dinner once in a while? Yeah. I'm not, a, like, I wouldn't say I'm a bougie person, but I remember seeing that post that went around a while ago, like people are bougie in different ways. Are you food bougie? Are you clothes bougie? Are you house bougie? Are you plant bougie? Yeah. I don't want someone who's just like not willing to spend money at all. You know, in this track, she's like, you think you've got to keep me ice? You don't. You think you've got to do this? It's about a very flashy guy. You know, he's got 
these cars and whatever. And she's like, I've got my own car. Like, I don't need your car, et cetera, et cetera. This really reminded me of this one time where one of my friends, I'd set them up with another one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And he was really like into my mate and he really wanted to impress her. Um, he took her out on a date and he rented a car to take her to the date. I found out about this obviously from the girl and then I found out afterwards from him as well. Did she know it was rented? She guessed that it was rented. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, she guessed that it was rented. And I was like, how do you know that it was rented? And I was like, oh my God. Then I spoke to him afterwards. I was like, why did you do that? And he was like, yeah, because like my car is a banger. And I was like, yeah, but that car is you. And the car is only to get you from A to B. Like, and this was literally but your the first- But the fact that she noticed and she said it back to you. She yeah, must but have she's been... my friend. No, but she, she must said, have yeah. known. Like... Oh. Yeah, she. I think she knew. I think she knew, and because I think it was a very flashy car, whatever he rented. As in, she took. Would she have taken notice anyway of the car? No, I don't think any of us do. But I think when you see something that's excessive, you're like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. And I think she must have asked me, like, "Does he drive this car?" And I was like, "No, so no." <laughs> that's what, embarrassing. No. So what did he say? So then I called him, and I just went off on one, and I was like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You're portraying a version of yourself that isn't you, and like, no one cares what car you've got. A car is just to get you from A to B, like." why are you doing this and he was just like I really wanted to impress her I'm embarrassed of my car and all of this so I think like sometimes as well when someone's being really overly flashy it's because they're insecure about where they're at Um, did they get to redo it with his real car because that would have been nice so I think they had a second date but I just think even for the first date I think that's really that I I did tell him off I shouted at him I'm not gonna lie I was my reaction was really bad I just called him shouting at him telling him off like why the fuck are you doing this you are enough you know kind of thing but I must have yeah, said it with way more yeah like I wanted to tell him it was enough so I shouted at him I was like why are you doing this you can't and the thing is he's he's a really lovely guy and yeah it really annoyed me that he did that yeah it's sad but, that uh, but then you've got to think what are we telling men are they reading this somewhere Do, are they I think yeah and I think he must have you know looked at her and she's someone who has nice things and is quite bougie very bougie you think I'm bougie she's next level mm-hmm. so um and I think he must have just seen that and created a judgment in his head and been like well I need this to get her yeah, I think only lately have I started to feel embarrassed about my living sitch. What? You see so much stuff online and I'm just like, oh, comparison. And you're just like, oh, I want this, I want that. But then you don't want this, want that. But I get it. I get the feeling insecure because when I bought Tingling over, I was going crazy. I was like shaking. I was like... <laughs> you won't let me come either. <laughs> And this is what I mean, but I have to really say this to you, Hardy. I lived in a shithole of a flat, babe. Like, you're preaching to the choir, is that right? (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, like literally, you think your living conditions are bad, babe. You should have seen where I live. But this is the thing when I feel this way, and as I have been feeling like a little bit, yeah, I've been feeling sad for the last couple of days, I know it's because I've not been waking up in the morning and doing like gratitude practices and stuff like this, because I know how fucking lucky I am as well. Like, Mm. I live next to a beautiful park. It's quiet. I've got one flatmate. There's so many things for me to be happy about. But then sometimes I might go online and see something like in the last year. Do you know how many people have bought properties? And then I don't even want to buy a property. I don't even know where I want to live. But sometimes I'll see something. I'll be like, oh, that should be me. I'm not doing that. I'm a loser. No, man. No, no. Oh, I just want to shout out the lyric as well. Trying to buy me with your bling and bling. 
Thought I told you love don't cost a thing. Bling it bling. Bling it. What a stupid lyric. No, it's not bling in bling. It's trying to buy me with your bling bling. It's not bling in bling. Oh, lyrics are wrong. Genius lyrics says bling in bling. Yeah, ge- genius isn't always right, man. She's not saying bling in bling. She's saying bling bling. <laughs> but anyway. She says bling in bling. That's fucking hilarious. You know, like you're trying to describe something. Oh, how's the... Is this is this pink? Yes, that's pink pink. JLo also says, give me all the things I need that money can't buy. I low-key don't believe her because she wouldn't go out with me, would she? How do you know that? I don't think she would. But love doesn't actually cost a thing, though. It actually doesn't. Love doesn't cost a thing, but I think sometimes... No, it does, because it takes work. Yeah, it takes work, it takes effort, and any insecurities you might have yourself, you might actually have to deal with that shit if you want to love someone. You might have to deal with your own insecurities. If you're doing it right, you need to deal with yourself first. Mm. before. And there's there's loads of things that I think it does cost. Like, sometimes it, it... means letting go of a bit of your ego sometimes it means ego is a big one that's very interesting you said that realizing if you are feeling emasculated like what makes you feel emasculated have you been brought up to believe that women should just be not speaking and in the kitchen all the time and i get the opposite i don't want to be overly feminized in like a gender role kind of way so i try and pretend that i'm not i clean my flat all the time like i'm not saying all women do is fucking cook and clean right but i love clean i really enjoy it and I think as I'm getting older, I'm trying to be more honest about those things. I do enjoy cooking and I do really enjoy cleaning. And I do really enjoy a lot of like girly things. And I feel like I've tried to pretend I don't because I don't want to be... Stereotyped. Yeah. I always see myself as a lad, but I think people see me as more feminine than what I am. I see you as being quite feminine, but I think we are both quite laddie. Yeah, you were quite laddie the other day when we were chatting to the lady by the lift. What was I saying to the lady by the lift? You were like, can we go upstairs? And she was like, no. And then you were like, well, it says on your website that you can. <laughs> Raj was beeping. No, you you know that lady. Okay, we you tried like, to go to the. You walked up Dior. and you were like, she's racist. And then you got. She <laughs> is. She is racist because I went a couple of weeks ago and she gave me. She gave me and my mate Pav, who is brown bad treatment but the white people were given different treatment to us and it happened in front of my eyes so that's why this time when me and Hardy went up there to try and get into this fucking rooftop and she said no I said well it doesn't look all that anyway because it don't well I fucking heard it and Hardy, Hardy was just like Raj you're being rude and I was, I was like, like I don't Whoa. care I was just like, listen, this woman doesn't remember me, but I remember her. You remember so. the way she made you feel. That's fine. And now you're looking like a lonely fool. She was lonely with a clipboard one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> you're hilarious. Stupid cow. I don't even want to go to your rooftop. I know that you haven't even changed the menu. You've just put Dior logos on the menu. Shut up, idiots. Wowza. Have you felt insecure about... What your partner earns. No. Your living stitch. No. Your car. No. Email us. Hi, thank you. Next podcast at gmail.com. Raj, the questions weren't for you, mate. I thought she was asking me. I was like, yeah, I insecure. Raj, so just to recap, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to us over-romanticizing everything about money, saying that money doesn't matter at all. It matters. In fact, the money that I spent on my ex during those nine months, I would like it back, but I'm not going to get it back. So, If I got you something really nice and I gave it to you now, yeah, and then we broke up and I wanted it back, you ain't, you, you, ain't get, you ain't getting it back, no. Why? Because you gave it to me as a gift. Yeah, but I want it back. What oh. I'm discussing about, these things are things that were not given as gifts. Like I was 
literally supporting this person. So I was buying all this stuff and it's just like, I used to get attitude about it afterwards. Like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, so-and-so is going to give you this much money da, 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 and all of this. And it's like, okay, well, where's my money then? But you want to go around bad mouthing me to people. But like, why don't you tell them that, oh, she supported me for nine months. And yeah, my spec savers thing, like it all came from her. I can see because of her. Okay. So be thankful. You're the reason my guy can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, dude, like just don't, if you're going to go around bad mouthing me, then give my money back. She said it here first, guys. So you're going to bad mouth her, give her money back. Fucking simple. Easy as that, you know? Everybody mad. Everybody mad. Thanks, but uh, next. So we're gonna go on to lesson three. So one taught me. Life goes on. And this lesson was inspired by the track. I'm feeling so good. I knew that I would be taking care of myself like I should. Yeah, that banger. Um, Sometimes when you're with somebody, you get so wrapped up, involved in their world and the world that you're creating together Mm. that you can't actually picture yourself without them. And you like panic about life without them. Mm. But low key, you're actually going to be fine. And the world is going to keep spinning. I recently have had an element of this. Even unintentionally, the ideas you create, the plans that you've made, have going to go to shit. And you're like, oh, damn, what am I going to be? What am I going to do? I try and not over romanticize situations and like imagine the future with anyone like too much because obviously anything can happen but sometimes you can't help it yeah with your friends or how you see your career going or you know change just comes really fast sometimes and it you don't see shit coming yeah definitely definitely and the thing is is I feel like feeling so good is kind of an anthem of what your life can be without someone that isn't right for you yeah everything is fucking excellente without those people and there's a lyric in here where she's like I've been taking care of myself like I should I just wanted to highlight that lyric because I know that me and you both have had codependent tendencies in relationships where I know what I do is I'll always put that person first their needs first my needs are secondary I will not have healthy boundaries their dreams are more important than my dreams I don't become the co-star I become the supporting actress in the movie you know and I need to be the co-star at all times so the way that I've been taking care of myself after that relationship where I've had loads of time to realize what went wrong, now I fully, fully know going into my next relationship, I will have a lot of independence. There will be a lot of boundaries. There will not be codependent situations. As soon as I see any signs of codependencies, you know, I'll ha- I hope that this person will be open enough to discuss that shit with me and we'll just be able to keep it in check. I think that's definitely been something that I've been trying to work on, considering that we've done all this work, we've done this we're you know working on the podcast talking to people about relationships all the time actually putting that into practice and seeing what happens so it's not just theory has been quite interesting i noticed in like a past situation that i was in like over three years ago i stopped exercising so i just actually started just not eating because i was so anxious all the time uh i felt on edge and i felt a bit paranoid about my weight so i stopped eating as much as i normally would and i stopped exercising and I remember like the week or a couple weeks after the whole thing ended I suddenly bang got myself a membership here 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 and I was like working out and I kind of felt like I was revenge working out revenge but I should have been yeah but I should have been taking care of myself like that before so I went to some um was it like garage boxing or like something sick and this guy was emceeing he was emceeing telling you he was like that's so fun. and yeah, that's in sick. um sweaty betty in carnaby street in london that's 
banging yeah and I went at like 6 a.m before work then I'd have a shower at work and I'd go do my day and I feel like really pumped up but I remember during the whole thing I think I must have gone to max like two yoga classes and that's when they weren't in the city anyway whereas that should be what you do anyway but it takes learning to know when you should be doing these things and it takes fucking life experience I guess to know not to let that shit go but I didn't do that this time around. So there we go. We are moving forward. A hundred percent. And like she also says, so I don't think that anyone can bring me down. Nothing in this world is going to turn me around. I'm feeling so good. And I think that is the feeling that, you know, you get when you finally found peace with yourself. And I feel like if you're doing it right, you will have new boundaries. You will have new learnings from like what the fuck went wrong. And you will have sorted yourself out to a point where you will feel like no one is ever going to make you feel like shit. Again, no one is ever going to have the power to bring you down again. Yeah. I think, yeah, man, this song needs to be celebrated and recognised a little bit more as one of those anthems. I also like that it's not cheesy. It's not like, I got a feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hate songs that are too forced. This is like good, like, nothing so good. It's like a little vibe, you know? Then there's the other bit where she's like, now the day is turning into night. That's a fact, the day does turn into night. Everything is still going right. There's no way you can stop me this time or break this spirit of mine. Um, I don't know if that was like out of tune or what, I can't remember. But anyway, so yeah, she's like, the day's turning into night. Everything's going right. There's no way you can stop me this time or break the spirit of mine. Like the stars above, I'm going to shine. Oh, God. I don't want to keep talking about one of these exes. But anyway, one of these exes. They all get airtime on here, don't they? Yeah, God damn it. One of these exes of mine um, that I was living with. Right, let's just get into this now. So last week I went to a a wedding, a pre-wedding party. And because I was living with my ex and everything, we used to go to all of those things together because he was the plus one. So it was one of those ones where it's like, oh, I'm going to this by myself. Ooh, it wasn't the first event that I've been by myself, but it was just sometimes when you always go to all these events with someone and you're going by yourself, it's a little bit like, oh, I'm alone. I'm just going so I've never thought more. about what that must be like, but especially for a brown person and it's like, it's been COVID and stuff. You've not seen anyone in a long time. Yeah, so I went to this, so I went to this event and I was talking to my friend and I was like, oh, it's a bit nerve-wracking, like I'm going on my own. I'm not going with usually I would go with thingy, da 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 da. She was just like, Well, at least no one's gonna make you cry before you leave. At least you're gonna go with peace, at least you're not gonna go there with bloodshot eyes, at least you're not gonna go there with a migraine, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I completely forgot you forget. that that was my life. That my life used to be any event we were going to. There'd be an argument. I would be feeling like shit. I'd be crying my eyes out. I'd have to retouch my makeup five times, you know, trying to keep the tears in just as I got out of the car. And that that was my life. And it was when I was like getting in the Uber and I was driving to the place, I was like, yeah, this feels great. Like no one's going to ruin my night tonight. It's just me going to an event. And it should be that way. But you forget. And I got back at 4 a.m. And, you know, it was just really nice like that. No one was going to stop me from enjoying my night the way I wanted to enjoy it. No one was going to say to me, let's go home now. And it was fucking excellent. And I just love that. And I just think, yeah, this track really encapsulates that. Like, yeah, you know, being with someone that tries to fucking break you and break your spirit, anyone around you that does that, whether it is at work, whether it is your friend, Fuck them off because you will feel so free. You're going to feel so fucking good. I just completely forgot that it used to be hell going anywhere with that person. Yeah, I had this as well with someone I've seen in sixth form. Like, I didn't want to let them go, but it was hell being with them. And then you forget. I get, like, a bit scared of... It's like life without them, what will it be? But 
J-Lo and you have proved. Dipping, why was I worrying about going somewhere alone? And why was I not being like, nah, I'm going and no one's going to make me cry mm. today. But it's nice that your friend reminded you of that, you know? It was really, yeah, that was that was great. And I am so thankful for my mateys. Yeah. That's why we love our friends and we need our friends all the time. So Hardy, what are you saying? Thank you next to to when you brainwash yourself into thinking that life doesn't go on without this person, but actually the world is definitely still spinning. Everyone else is going about their lives and you will too, but you don't realise it, but you will. So fuck that. Yeah, in the words of that old man from Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Damn. (laughs) Away. life finds a way it does find a way like the the dinosaurs came back somehow like you will come back stronger a little bit thicker (laughs) a little bit (laughs) you know you know all good man it's it's uh it's a good time to celebrate yourself spend some time with yourself fuck these shitties okay lyrics that are also worth mentioning in i'm gonna be all right the remix it says don't let your friends get you confused saying 50 bad news um, this kind of reminded me of last week when me and Raj met up and I was like, I don't know what to do about my situation. You're saying this, mum's saying this, my two best friends are saying this. I don't know what to do. I just thought it was very fucking relatable. You actually, you always ask me for an opinion. So do you do that with a lot of people and then end up getting confused? I never get confused. I always ask people for their opinions and I just like hear out what their take on it is. But inside, I always know what I want to do anyway. So I don't even know why I'm asking. I don't even know. Interesting, interesting. Mm. And then in If You Had My Love, she says, if you want me, you have to be fulfilling all my dreams. I felt away about this because I was like, someone can't fulfill all your dreams. One human can't be responsible for fulfilling all your dreams. So I had a bit of beef with that lyric. I don't know. The perspective of that is coming from, for me, is like fulfilling my relationship dreams, mm. like the dreams that I have in a relationship. Like, let's say maybe she might want a romantic dinner and uh, <laughs> hopefully they can take her on a romantic dinner. Yes, up, so I'll take her to Sexy Fish. Yeah, I get what you mean, like about, yeah, someone fulfilling. You can't put your happiness in someone else's hands. Definitely not. I can't expect a partner to fill my work needs finance needs every need i have emotional needs you know definitely and then another lyric from if you had my love is and if somehow you knew that your love would be untrue would you lie to me and call me baby what do you think about that ranch i just actually think it's so because i have been lied to in a relationship in a couple of relationships actually and i've been lied to for just no damn reason the lies that i've heard are ridiculous so i'm just kind of like Mm-hmm. I will not moving forward actually accept any lies in a relationship. It's not for me. If you feel like you have to lie to me, don't be around me. Did you find out? Certain things are coming out slowly, unraveling even to this day. And yeah, like, so I definitely found out I was definitely getting cheated on in one of my relationships when I would constantly say to this person, if you meet someone else, just tell me. But this person couldn't handle that. They had to have their cake and eat it for a bit and then just ghost me. Well done you, mate. Now you're the one that's calling me all the fucking time. Idiot. Thing is, I don't think you ever know if you're going to lie to someone. I I would not want to lie to someone. But you but know when you're doing it. You know when yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when I'm doing it, yeah. And, you know, then there's there's been people that have just lied about jobs they've done, stories from their childhood, many things, many things. And Oh, I know someone who does that, and they're a narcissist, and your person's a narcissist that you're talking about. So, yeah, so, and, and you know, I've learned now that that is narcissistic tendencies, and they believe their lies, they believe their own lies. But, yeah, I really honestly, like, I just can't handle a lie in a relationship moving forward I can't if you can't be honest 
don't be in a relationship. So I had a friend who dated someone who lied about all these mad careers that they said they had and didn't have any in them. Also in I'm Real, she says, I met so many men and it's like they're all the same. I know she's not saying all men are the same. Mark Groves, though, he would say, why are you saying that all men are the same? But she's not saying all men. She says so many men. This reminded me of what he would say of, why do we have these stories? Mm. What function are these stories fulfilling? Mm. So us saying that all men are the same Mm. is like, protecting us from being hurt from being vulnerable or like all these things yeah and also i wouldn't like it if men say oh your girls are all the same it pisses me off they probably do say that is it time to get into the astrology of benifer this is the full scoop from an astrologer of ben affleck and jennifer lopez's chart astrology charts because i know you are all invested and you want to know if this is going to work out hardy i want to get your prediction before do you think this is it for JLo? Is this going to be the one? I have hope. You have hope. No, I have hope. I have hope. They're older, they're wiser. I think that this could be it. I'm hoping that it is it, and I think it could be it. So, but if it's not, it's okay. It's not. It no, doesn't mean fine. it wasn't the, successful. We'll get an album out of it. It's great. Yeah. Heartbreak is always good for the soul. On Ben Affleck's chart, they have a very accurate representation of his chart, but JLo, they don't have her birth time, so it's a rough mm. idea. So basically. They're both Leos in their zodiac signs. So that means they're both really confident. They're both a little prone to drama. They're very passionate and they put their whole heart into love. So that gives them apparently a natural understanding of each other on a soul level. I feel like two Leos can work together. Then he says that they're both actually double Leos. So they've got Leo in the planet Mercury. So this gives them intellectual compatibility and social chemistry. That goes back to like, you know, him writing letters to her. Ooh. Saucy. That's basically given their mercurial alignment. They both express themselves creatively, theatrically. So they connect easily. They understand each other on that level. Leo's apparently attract a lot of spotlight. So this explains why we're all talking about them right now. We're all excited Mm -hmm. about it. And they said that in the past, this energy probably worked against them because one of the reasons that was given for their split was the excessive media attention that surrounded their wedding. Mm. This bit is actually crazy. Apparently... Their romance came out within a few weeks of the first eclipse of 2021. And eclipses are known for bringing about big revelations, life changes, realigning us with our fate. So this is mad that this happened during that time. And also they're saying that 19 years ago was when they first got together. Apparently this eclipse happens every 19 years. So this is exactly one metonic cycle later they've got back together. So it says that this relationship is in powerful alignment with the eclipse and it makes sense that their feelings from 19 years ago are resurfacing now. Imagine having feelings for the same person for 19 years. It says that they can't say whether or not this will last forever, but it says either way, astrology shows that the bond they share will always be sincere and it will help them grow, mature and understand themselves. They might be twin flames. I do have hopes. I have high hopes for them both. And that's very fucking deep. All of those things has made me really reflect. It's a crazy that literally 19 years ago, this shit was going on in the planets and they got together. And now 19 years later, when it's happening again, they get back together. Imagine even knowing someone for 19 years. That's a long time. Do you think we'll know each other 19 years from now? Let's hope so. Yeah, I hope me and you both get in a celeb couple and people in 20 years time are looking at whether we're compatible, even though we're already actually together. (sighs) I don't want to be in a celebrity couple. Well, you've got no choice. I've said it now. Why? I don't, I don't want to do it. 
Who would I imagine you with? Um, comedian? Don't know, man. I have no idea. Like a geeky comedian. I, someone geeky would be nice, but like, I just don't want celebrities. I don't want no celebrities. I don't want this shit. Thank you very much. I'm the only celeb around here, honey. <laughs> you know, the only star in this relationship. No. It's going to be me. <laughs> No, I don't know. I just feel like because um, I already have been with someone who is from the same industry as me and they were really competitive. I don't want to go near that again. Like I found that really weird. I understand. Thank you for listening to this benefit edition of Thank You Next. We hope you enjoyed all of the J-Lo, all of the friends and the bunny content. God, that bunny. She's annoying me now. I'm thinking about that now. Make sure you share this episode with someone who is thinking of getting back with their ex, like Jayla, or someone who is trying to blind people with their bling bling. Yeah, maybe someone who is renting cars to impress women. Like, he's my friend. He's one of my very good friends. Like, I hope he doesn't listen to this. But if he does, like, I don't stand by this decision. They know now from when you shouted at them already. (laughs) They know from when I shouted at them. It's so bad. If anything that we've talked about resonates with you, if you've got something to say about it, if you disagree, if you actually enjoyed the Friends reunion and you think I'm taking things too far, tell us, tell us what you're saying. If you're watching The Hills, holla! We are hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on socials where thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, and Twitter. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And do not forget to give us a review so other people can find us and benefit from our amazing chat. Benefit from the self-reflection that this podcast demands. What JLo song are you going to listen to for the rest of the day? Kane, the bunny. Baby, that you want me when you had me. Love was crazy. She's. I, I could listen to anything by J Lo other than "Let's Get Loud." Let's, Let's get, get loud. Awful. I really like the other one. Um. No, 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 no. I ain't your mama. Oh God, isn't that Nicole Scherzinger? I ain't your mama. No, it's fucking J Lo. Oh God. So like, I'm not gonna wash your dishes. I ain't your mama. I feel like it's his brown boy anthem. That's awful. Imagine needing to make a song like that in the first place. Well, I mean, I related to it immediately. I was like, <laughs> oh God. It resonated with me. J Lo, your work resonates with me. Okay. Will I? ever meet someone who is not going to be insecure about some of the shit that's going on in my life will my rabbit ever greet me or Hardeep the way she's greeted the builder find out next week (laughs) we'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to will my neighbour actually start acting like a normal person allow it What I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give like snippets, like uh, cliffhangers. Thank you. Next. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.